My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we have the cast of Dangerous Liaison, which is Stars' new historical drama. It's an origin story and the early years of a narcissistic set of rivals and ex-lovers who use seduction to control and exploit others. To start us off, Here's Alice Englert and Nicholas Denton. Obviously, the show centers around the two of you. I mean, there's love, hate, love, and war. I mean, it's kind of, kind of where we're heading in this direction. So, um, what was it like for the two of you? What was it like? <laughs> yeah, to try to get into those roles, know each other. Obviously, you know, you don't know each other. You're like thrown on the set. How did you make that work? Because it works so well. We met the Zoom call. Was yeah, <laughs> the Zoom was good. And then Leo, our director on the first half, who was incredible, by the way, had us do, I think, this, I can't remember how many, there are there's like 36 questions to make you fall in love or something. Oh, wow. And she got us to do 18 just so in we case. said we'd just do 18. No. Like, we're doing 18. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she said that. She was like, you don't have to do all of them just sure, in sure, case, sure. you know. And um, I'm like, this. We now. did like eight or 12 of them. And yeah had beers in the sunshine like two old grandpas they ask you it's just questions about like your dreams and your deep and then it's actually an amazing thing to do it is quite beautiful like I definitely didn't I was like you're a lot more humble and like genuine than I was going to necessarily give you like credit for I mean I was like thinking you were pretty nice anyway but then I was like Mm. he's actually a really good person and I really I think that Alice and I kind of got along very very well i think that the concept the idea we're quite brash but also very kind of sensitive people as well yeah. so like we can go out and have a really nice time but more like more than likely we'll rather just go home to our separate rooms and eat a cup of noodles and watch something on tv yeah you know and we're actually it. super yeah. similar alice and yeah, i that's true which is um a really nice quality to We've have discovered today after doing yeah we <laughs> what do you know about you? What are we, Nothing at all. <laughs> did a what do you know each other question thing just before and we don't know anything but we both like noodles so that's good in the pilot episode i mean like we meet camille and pascal and like we just fall in love with you guys i mean the way that it's just shown the relationship everything about it and i was like oh this is great we're gonna have this beautiful love story about like these two and how they're gonna be together and then they kind of like rip you apart which is understandable given the circumstances, but I still do think it's a love story. Like I still do think it's a power involved, but that the two of you really do have a love for each other and just want better lives. So mm-hmm. when you were reading the script, what was that like to read the arc? You know, that yes, we're starting off with this love, this beauty and this moment. And then it's like, all right, now it's on. But then there's still that chemistry that gets added in. You know, I actually found doing the stuff where we were just straight up in love the most difficult. Yeah, it's kind of cringy. When you are in that kind of moment with somebody, you are cringe. You're majorly cringe and you're very like, yes. you're presenting, you're suddenly like, oh my God, maybe I am this version of myself that's actually a lot better than what everyone else knows about. Yeah. Yeah. And then I loved that they had that moment of being like, wow, we can be the the we can lucid dream together in love and earnest about it as well yeah yeah, but the relationship gets so much deeper the more they reveal every everything that's kind of like gnawing at them yeah sure (laughs) everything that like they 
feel ashamed of, you know, or defensive of gets, you know, yeah. entangled into their relationship in a way that is feels actually more genuine. genuine. Yeah. As they reveal more truths about themselves mm. and you, you see a companionship that mm. although is kind of vicious and biting, yeah. it's also based out of a place of compassion. Weirdly, it's, it's like, some... it's like, I do feel for you and yeah. I will help you. And I think that's where it, it, it's yeah. like, because it's like the love story can start and end very easily if it's a conventional way. Yeah. But this is not a conventional love story. And that's what's so nice to play True. and watch, you know. It's a tangled mess. Most of the time, like, you know, if you if you had a story like theirs that you, you see the abrupt end of the love after mm. the reveal of all the shit you would be supporting characters in someone else's story you know or one of you would be the villain and you know the other would go on to learn a better lesson yeah but no instead you're just stuck with these two people (laughs) (laughs) it's like you should have ended this a long time ago (laughs) and like i love that so much that they both feel rotten i'm i'm not saying that they are but that they kind of you get to really like explore the anti-fantasy. So I want to ask you, I guess just like a two-part question. You know, this show is so different than other period shows. And I want to make sure that people are aware of that because it's so different the way it's told, how it's filmed, the love story, the the kind of power struggle between the two of you. So I wanted to ask both of you, why do you feel like it's so different? And then also, what would you like say to like fans on why they should like tune in? So it's kind of like both of those. Wow. I will say one thing. I was just reading a Patti Smith book today and they were talking about the one thing that Patti Smith was talking about, about like art and stuff is so often art reflects back what we have in society. But what is greater than that is that you have art that that transforms what we have in in reality. I think what's quite beautiful about this show is it doesn't just, it reflected back, but it also shows you what change could look like if someone's fighting for what they want. And it's so, like for Camille, it's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go hell for leather and I'm going to just go and I'm going to change what's being put on me. I'm going to make big tracks. And that's why I really like that. I love that people are exploring period yeah. pieces in in new and different ways because it's a, an absolute necessity at this point. Mm. Um, what I really like about the shows is in the first sex scene you'll see is with um, just the most incredible... Um, Leslie Manville and it's the most beautiful um, like erotic depiction depiction you know it's like Mm. hotter than anything we do I just love the variety of um, female characters I feel like sometimes when we include a female perspective in stories we start to say that it's like a female um, like story in general but I I think that's you know it's actually just that they are present at last, you know. But I really love that about the show. I don't know that that's different from what's out there. I just really love that, yeah. Up next is Chris Van Hop. You know, there are a lot of period pieces out there. This one is very different. There's a lot of women, strong women, opinionated women, which you would think, you know, why is that so odd? But unfortunately, it's still odd, right? So for this show, to have all of these women in there and be opinionated women, your character is one of them. What does that feel like in terms of preparation as an actor, collectively of being a part of this project? You know, how do you take all of that in? Well, that was definitely uh, one of the appeals for me that that it was so centered around women. And 
and women of color. And it's it's all seen by Alice's or um, Camille's point of view that of course made it new. The fact that it's also a very authentic show in terms of um, costume and uh, research, and it's very close to the real the real thing, even though it feels very modern. And the fact that you have Nicholas and Alice as the main characters, they bring so much wild spiritedness uh, to this show, and it has a complete ripple effect on everyone else. And and the fact that you know the female writer and the female director both were so full of fire, it was so contagious. Of like, I need, I want to be part of this. Yes, I want to be in this. Basically, Jacqueline is one of my like favorite. I mean, I just find her so intriguing and so interesting. And like, you know, even in the beginning, you're just getting the surface of her. You're just getting into a little bit of her as we kind of meet her and like learn about her. So, what were some of your favorite things in terms of playing her and? What are you excited for fans if you could tease a little of what they might see? What you say is true. Like you you, you get a, a sliver of who she is, but we're never only one color. You know, we're never only one thing. No one is good or bad. We're all, we're all good, bad and ugly. So to unravel the threads that's built up inside of her of loss, uh, fear, depression, uh, suppression, uh, and of course, the fact that she then gets sparked by meeting Valmont, something brings her back to life. And she's basically, you know, and she's in a, in a lifeless marriage. Um, so I, it's always interesting as an actor, for me at least, to play someone who is so sort of from the outside, so sort of locked up and, you know, has so much stuff, so, trying to put the stuff down. And of course, the more we try that, we all know that at some point it will pop up. So of course that's the the appeal I think for the audience to see when is she gonna when is this gonna this this surface gonna break basically yeah when she gonna explode there was no way to explode in that time because even if you were high society and even if in her, her position if she would go slightly waver off or go the wrong direction she'd go to the mental hospital like that's what they did you're crazy you're off. Well, I think that's a good answer, too, because I think that's why you don't see like major. It's true. Like, yes, when you explode, but there's not major explosions in terms of emotion. It's more strategic. So yeah. when you explode, it's like strategic movements to make sure your character or your person or, you know, like, you know, Jacqueline's moving forward in a way that's not going to get her ousted out of where her position is just kind of further ahead. Was it fun playing those kind of like little sneaky like moments. I, I love that. Even though I don't know if she's, I think strategic, yes, in the beginning, but once she gets hit, hit to the, in that sort of the core of, of what everyone has, like everyone wants to be loved and everyone wants to be seen. And she feels like she's being seen by someone for the first time. So she loses a bit of her decorum. And I think she, she's not in control and, and, and she's, try, she's trying to, but she's not. And she's basically a woman in love. And then what, you know, what, what do we do then? And if, is it love or is it the fact that we want to be seen and does it have to do with any, with, with the person itself or is it our projection? I mean, it's all, you know, we can go on about this forever. Uh, what love really is in, in general. Yes. I love the, the moments where you're acting, the, her heart's coming out of her, breast breast chest basically but you know can't can't show it can't show it can't show it but th those moments of tension of course are also hopefully what the audience picks up on and, and those are the, also the, the sexy moments in, in that sense I guess you know where it cannot be consumed and where it is too much there's too much at stake 
And then I wanted to ask you almost like the complete opposite, but is it also difficult too? Because in these kind of moments, you have to be so nuclear inside of yourself, right? Like so insular, so like inside that you can't let certain things out. So as an actor, how do you do that? Because sometimes it has to be portrayed with a look, a movement, a motion. Yes, maybe some strategic movements, but conversation, it's a lot more body versus like vocal. Yeah. How do you like prep for that? Well, I think I'm a very intuitive actor, so I don't, I don't have a plan. I really like to be very present and in the moment. And yes, I learn my lines, but I'm very ready to, to throw it all away once I'm acting with someone else. So it, it, some people give you presence, you know, they give you gifts to play on. And it's, that's what the, the dynamic is. I don't believe in acting in front of a mirror before, you know, the night before. I just don't, I don't buy that. I don't believe in that. And I think even though you've thought of a scene in a certain way, once, once you do it with an actor, it can go completely the, a different direction. And that's also what's so fun about acting. You can try stuff out. And I'm very, I'm very open to that. And not, not all actors are. And I think with, and mostly, of course, I've I've done scenes with Nicholas. He's that he is that spirit. He is that young, wild, spirited person that is open to to try stuff out and is not set in his ways or is you know a traditional traditional actor in that sense that is controlled and you know is really rigid about things. Yeah, so I think that has had an effect on 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 my my joy doing this. Next up is Kosar Ali. I kind of wanted to ask you, first off, just what made you get interested in wanting to do like a period piece in particular, like with the costumes, the time period specifically for African-American women were not great at that time. So what made you want to be invested in playing this character? I think after my first film, which was an independent film, I think something that was really important to me as an actor was just to have fun and do different things and explore different worlds. Um, and I remember at that time, we just watched Bridgerton. So I was very much like, in a period piece mindset and stuff and then the industry agents came about and it wasn't really something I was like specific about I wasn't like I want to do a period piece next that's what I want to do but it was more it came and I was like that's actually that's actually really cool and it'd be nice to see like you said more black women in that role and a Muslim woman in that role so that was really that was really cool yeah and I love her so much too because she's not a quiet woman you know <laughs> like she she has a lot of strong points of view especially when it comes to Camille and what Camille's doing and trying to help her, maybe some of her own agenda. So how do you keep track as an actor for preparing for that? Because you are playing an outspoken person, a woman, again, of the time. Mm -hmm. And then you're also kind of guiding Camille, but at the same time have your own personal kind of journey in this scenario. Yeah, no, it was, um, it was a, it was a, yeah, it was a difficult one because like you just mentioned, there's a lot of different things that play a part in that because firstly, as a black woman in that time, you know, you're essentially suppressed to having your own opinions and stuff. So, but then at the same time, it's someone she loves, Camille, who's her sister. So she is going to be opinionated about the fact that you're moving mad. So <laughs> it was hard to, yeah, balance that out at points. Um, but, you know, we all did a lot of research on that. Um, I also... I actually didn't do much research on my character. I kind of just went with my gut when I was on set and just felt what was right and, yeah, went with it. 
And is it fun playing like with all the sneaky parts of, yeah. of the show? Cause there's like yeah. so much where you guys are like hiding and running. And, you know, I feel like people are going to be like biting their nails. Cause you're just yeah. like, Oh my God, I hope someone doesn't walk in or doesn't catch her. Yeah. Yeah. What is that like when you're filming? I think um, it's really cool now that I've watched it, but when you're filming, it doesn't feel that secretive yeah. and sneaky because there's like 80 other people in the room uh, mm-hmm. and like, two cameras in your face so when you're actually filming it's just like you don't really feel it um but when I watched it I was like oh my god that's actually really cool and it feels really intense so well it comes across so well I mean you do such a great job I want I was curious too because your character and Camille are so connected mm-hmm. and Camille even goes out on a limb even in the beginning of the first episode to make sure mm-hmm. that um you know Victoria is like part of mm her moving forward mm-hmm. so for you and Alice did you guys discuss what that would turn out to be like did you guys hang out beforehand because there is like a beautiful relationship but there's also a disconnect too because yeah. there needs to be a distance exactly so did you guys discuss all of that ahead of time um yeah I'm just uh, so lucky to have worked with Alice because we immediately just got along I think she's a very unique personality and just like so much fun to be around so we watched a lot of anime and had a lot of noodles and we just connected through that. So that friendship was really easy to portray. Um, but we did have conversations about that indifference within the friendship as well, because they are two very different women who will have two very different experiences in the society. So um, it was really important to us that we show that within the friendship as well and that we don't just glamorize friendship. Because friendship, yes, is beautiful, but within that there's a lot of, you know, structures in that. So it was important for us to um, um, show that across. So we did have a lot of conversations around that. And then what was it like in terms of, you know, just the overall storytelling? Because with these shows, they get very intricate. There's mm-hmm. a million things going on. There's a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. So again, like just like part of like an acting perspective, I know like when you're reading the scripts, you're focusing on your character, you're doing what you need to do. You have your arc that needs to like go on for the season. But how do you look at it as an overall project or do you avoid that? Like, what do you do to kind of make sure that you tell this whole story? I think for me, what's most important is character intentions and what exactly the purpose of this character is or where this character is going to land. I think that's the most important thing for me in a script because, you know, we need to feel that this person is real and we need to understand this person's journey um, properly and it's done well. Um, So I think that was like my most important thing with this script, especially um, because, you know, I want to know what what's her life in this world? What's her life going to be like? And those are very important um, factors to consider. It's a very different type of show. And I think you guys infuse a lot of different things in it. Yeah. Um, music, the costumes, the way it looks, the angles. Just There's so many things that you guys do to kind of separate it from other period pieces. Mm-hmm. So I want to, um, I guess, ask you a two-parter, which is just, how do you feel like this separates from other shows that are kind of in that period world? You mentioned Bridgerton and stuff like that. This is very different. So like, how, did, how does that differ? And then also, what are you hoping fans get out of it? Because people are so excited for this to premiere. Yeah, um, I think this show is different because, I don't know, to me, it just feels a bit more personal. Um, I feel like you get a much more personal insight to the characters and really get to know the intricacies of them. And I think that's a really nice thing about the show. Um, and I hope fans... I just hope they enjoy it. I really hope they enjoy it. I hope they connect with characters. I hope they, I hope they find characters they love, uh, characters they dislike, because that's important as well. Um, and I just hope they enjoy the show overall. Up next, talking about her character and what fans can expect is Colette Dalal Chancho. I guess I'll just start off with, you know, what it got you interested in doing a period piece? Because there's a lot that goes into that. Not only that, but also... 
when, given the time period, not maybe the best time to be like, you know, uh, African-American and basically any type of thing other than white. Like, you know what I mean? Like, so <laughs> what made you decide to do it? Because it's such a strong, powerful woman. And I just think it's such a great thing to see. I have played uh, Mertoy in drama school, actually. And I have always been a big fan of uh, period pieces and Shakespeare, but I never saw uh, myself reflected in the stories that I saw then um, through my training. And so when I heard that um, the show was coming and, and other shows that had come, up, uh, come out uh, around the time and were more diverse, I, I wanted to be a part of contributing and going back and, and representing, uh, you know, a people that really reflected the people of the time. I mean, we've always existed and not always in, um, you know, as a slave. I, they're, you know, the, the historical researchers on the show um, have presented so much research about different um, black figures that were, you know, of all different levels during this time. So I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'm it. <laughs> well, I was so happy because like, you know, you would think at this point, honestly, let's just be real. There'd be women that wouldn't be so outrageous that there's so many women on a show that there'd be diversity and that yes, there'd be strong black women on a freaking television show. I don't know why it's so crazy, but of course it's a question I have to ask just because of the material. But what's ironic is like, you know, you being someone that loves Shakespeare, the mm -hmm. irony is that when they did all of those plays, it, it was like interchangeable. The sex was interchangeable, yeah. the people that were playing. So it's so ironic that that's how it started somewhere. We got muddled, but now we're slowly coming back. And it's so great to see you on it. It's so beautiful that you bring that up because I originally uh, got interested when I saw that interchangeable nality. I'm making up the word. <laughs> as a, as a, a gender fluid person myself, I loved the idea that men were playing women and women were disguising themselves as men so they could play women. It was just like it was my community right away. So, um, you know, and also the times they're so I mean, the story is so seductive. And um, I said, why not? <laughs> why the hell not? There are many tools as a as a woman in society. And I think that we shouldn't be shamed out of owning our sexuality. You play this amazing character. So what made you fall in love with her? What strengths do you love about her? I mean, she's just, there's just so much presence when you're on screen. So I just want to like ask you just about that process and what it's like as an actor. You know what? She's just juicy. She's juicy and she's intelligent. It's not only, it's about being multidimensional and it's not just about being sexy or, you know, it's that she's doing this and she's doing this for a purpose. And that purpose is actually quite earnest. And if that was the tool, I mean, I, I played with how much do I want this and what that means, how convincing Ondine had to be in these situations, how much weighed on her seducing, you know, uh, Jean or whoever, or, you know, like uh, along the way. I think it was such a juicy opportunity to lean into uh, such a taboo uh, topic about women and their sexuality and bring some multidimensional uh, aspects to the reasoning of why someone would do that. You know, there's a lot of period pieces out there and, you know, uh, sometimes you can get a little like carbon copy, right? For this one, you know, I felt like the second I started watching it, 
it was like the door opened and I was just in the world. I didn't have to be like transported. I didn't have to feel like I needed to learn something. It didn't feel like it was like something so abstract from my own life. It just started. And I was like, oh yeah, this could be like my neighbor. Like this could be someone living next to me, like living that life. So it's just like so present and so good. So as an actor, was that also like fun to be like pulled into it? Because it's so relevant. I mean, like, it's so different than any other period piece out there. It makes me so excited that it feels relevant because it felt so on set. And just the fact that, you know, we the politics that were going on are a lot of the politics I also see in the world today. So um, it was just beautiful to see. And also seeing a younger generation of actors at the center of the story and also the perspective of a woman. I think Alice does a beautiful performance of Camille. And I think that by having her particular set of experiences, she brought that into the character. And straight away, it makes everything that passes through her as an artist relevant. We're all coming from places of today. We are filtering, but we're not so much trying to be like, this is the times and it is strict, you know, to this. We wanted to filter it through us as the artists today. And then what can you tease about your character? Because everyone has their own like little secrets and things going on and like dirty little things happening. And like, it's just so fun. And then also, what are you excited about fans to see? If I could say anything, just keep your eyes peeled on, keep your eye on Andine. You know, she's up to things. And uh, I hope people, I, I, I mean, I hope people enjoy her costumes. Her <laughs> clues to what she's up to. Are you excited to like about the premiere, like for what fans will just, I mean, they're going to freak out. I mean, I, I'm excited. Uh, I'm excited, uh, very excited for to see how fans feel because I, for one, I'm very nervous about watching myself. Um, but I think that I will you know, relaxed when I see how it affects people, because at the end of the day, my art is for, you know, our art um, as a as a production is, is for other people. So as long as they're satisfied, I'm all good. And finally, we have the executive producers and showrunners, Colin Callender and Harriet Warner, to let fans know what we can expect this season on Dangerous Liaisons. There's a bunch of period pieces but I feel like this one's very different. There's a lot of women in it, a lot of strong women in it. There's a love story, but then there's a power struggle. There's yes, deceit that are in other films, but I just feel like the way it's shot, the way it's written, the way that it's, you know, it was casted, the look of it, just everything makes it very different. But I want to ask you guys, you know, how was that? Because taking on a period piece, I would assume is extremely overwhelming, whether you're a showrunner, executive producer, but then to do it and to do it so well, how do you do that? How do you, how did you make that happen? This incredible man and his experience and ambitions and knowing the pitfalls, I will let Colin talk, but it is so much. We are so hugely grateful to Colin steering this ship. You know, know, as you say, there are lots of costume dramas out there. And the challenge here was to find a path between the the, the traditional, rather staid, cobwebby costume drama at one different scale and the sort of anachronistic renditions of period dramas at the other end of the scale. We wanted this to be authentic and to feel as though we wanted to take the audience to this other world, but we wanted to do it in a way that felt timely, that felt relevant, that would speak to a modern audience. 
And it was a question of two things, I think, or three things. It was a question of understanding what the central theme was, all the themes we discussed, the love story, the, 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 the idea of a woman navigating a male world, which is as relevant today as it was in the second half of the 18th century, finding those central themes, and then, uh, and then creating a story that we could relate to, that we could understand. Uh, and um, that was, a, that was part to do with, with, with Harriet's brilliance. It was also to do with the casting mm -hmm. and finding new fresh actors, um, some of whom we haven't seen before, who were able to bring a sort of a modern feel uh, and quality to the screen without it being anachronistic. Um, so it was a combination of a, of a lot of elements, but at its heart and its core, it was Harriet's idea about how to tell the story, which actually, and we should explain that, how we got there, which really is, is underpinned the whole endeavor. Thank you, Colin. I mean, it was it was really interesting. Colin reached out to me to look at adapting or finding a way to adapt Dangerous Liaisons for TV. And I have such huge respect for him and what he has done in this industry. I kind of thought to myself, if Colin is excited and believes there's a way to to bring this to TV, then I really want to look again at it because my instinct was we've had Christopher Hampton's incredible movie adaptation, his stage play, we've had Cruel Intentions, we, you know, we've had a lot of, of iterations of this. Is there something new to say and can it survive in the, the, the brutal and beautiful world of television where you get the time, um, but you also have a, a hugely smart audience um, coming at, in different ways to, to watch TV now. And I wanted to make sure there was something that really could satisfy all, all those parts. So looking again at the novel, um, I came across this letter, which really struck me in a different way to having to read it in, in the past, but letter 81 um, from the Marquise de Matoy, who is, you know, the, the iconic Glenn Close character from the movie. Um, and really it talked about a life that was very creative and a character that was a real construct, a woman that had made herself in a way to survive and navigate this world. And she taught herself to behave in a certain way and hide the truth and carve out a secret life and the power of secrets and understanding the needs of others. And it, it felt like a really dangerous character an exciting one, a very kind of a huge room to explore that as a powerful female character that we don't often see, but also an idea of the space, the past, the story of who she was and how she got here suddenly kind of revealed itself to me. And I said to Colin, maybe what we have here is, is not a straight adaptation of the brilliant existing source material, but a prelude to it that we we enjoy that journey and we, we're we surprised by it. We know the ending of these characters in the novel, but let's go there and let's find why and how and, and enjoy being surprised. Like there's no way that you would find the, the ending in a straightforward way. But we were both very excited about that as a way to tell the story. And that was really the starting point through that extraordinary character of the Marquise. I wanted to ask both of you, just, you know, in terms of the show, what are you most excited, you know, that's coming up uh, that you could tease? And then for fans, because they're so excited. I mean, I've heard so much about the show from fans. For me, it's hang in for the end. I think the show builds and builds and builds. But I think that finale is, I mean, 
it, I'm hugely proud of it and what our unbelievable cast and director, production designer, composer did with it is phenomenal. I think I'm literally, I, I can't wait for that, Colin. I'm so excited. It does have the best cliffhanger at the end of season one. But I think part of the real fun is, you know, we know where these characters end up because they turn, they, they're sort of cruel, dangerous, amoral characters. The real fun and interesting thing that makes you lean into the screen is how do they get there? Yeah. How do they end up becoming these people? And, and, and do we like them along the way? And do we feel, do we understand how they got there? That's, that's, the, that's the fun of the series. And I think that's what's gonna surprise people and keep them on the edge of their seats. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to the cast of Dangerous Liaisons talk about their new upcoming show. The first episode will premiere November 6th on Stars, so make sure you check it out. It will also be available on their streaming service. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts. And head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe, so you're updated on all of our video content. Oh.